Hip-hop artists from Winnipeg, Saskatoon, and beyond have banded together to form Saskatoon Folk Rap Records. The label features new and upcoming releases by the likes of The Gumshoe Strut, Epic, and Introducing the Ghost, a fantastic new record from Rob Crooks. You can find Introducing the Ghost as of October 6th on robcrooks.bandcamp.com. If you're a regular listener to the show, you may have heard an episode recently all about band merch, about getting custom shirts made, pins, patches, stickers, everything. If you want to get that in Winnipeg and Manitoba, you should go see Scott from Divine Shirt Company. Since 2013, they've been supplying local Manitoba creatives with custom printed apparel, embroidery, digital printing, and graphic design services. So if you're in the market for new merch, why not come join the hundreds of satisfied local artists and small businesses and visit Divine Shirt Company today. You can find them on Instagram at Divine Shirts or by email at info at divineshirtcompany.ca. All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. This is a bit of a different episode. Um, you know, usually on this podcast, I'm talking to, uh, well, in general, I'm talking to Manitoba artists, but usually who are still in Manitoba. And I guess there's someone on the show today who is from here and has a lot of roots here, but you've kind of gone on to bigger and better things, but you're coming back for a show. So I think that, um, you know, I have a lot of questions about, you know, what, what you've been up to lately and how this show is going to work out in this pandemic. But I think the best way to start things off is if you want to introduce yourself and then we can go from there. Hi everyone, I'm Chantal Kravyazek. And so, like I said, you're you're from here, and I mean, you're you're very well known uh, as as a Winnipeg musician. But you've your career has taken you all over the place, and uh, yes. you have a show coming up at the Park Theater in this very very strange time to be playing shows. Yeah, I do. Um, it's interesting, you know, how it all happens, and it's my i think my perspective is interesting but i think everyone's perspective is interesting something i've noticed about this virus is that it's very much a a unique experience for each person yeah. never mind locale and then you bring you know politics and echo chambers and there's just so much chaos and confusion surrounding it and i'm a really science oriented person um and so I really like to watch the science from absolutely everywhere. And um, my my sort of, um, I, I, would, I would say my approach to this or my perspective on it is to take it incredibly seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to the point of, you know, not being alarmist, but to being realistic about it. Um, and yet also, I mean, it kind of sounds like just kind of who I am. Like I'm a realist but with a hint of altruist and hope in there. You okay. know what I mean? So, so, um, and I, and I do believe in solutions. And like I said, I'm very science oriented. So I'll just, I'll just give you, you know, one, one driving sort of force, uh, uh, I have lately in one scientific fact that's sure. come up recently. Okay. So for example, um, I read a wonderful article on how wearing a mask is not only the cheapest, safest, most uninvasive way to sort of protect yourself from getting the disease, the, the, the virus. Yeah. But it's also a way of creating immunity because if you can imagine, we're talking about tiny little, you know, sure. doses and little bacteria, right? And, and so when you wear a mask, it's still getting to you. People, people think if you put a mask or two masks on or something that you're not getting it. You are. Sure. 
But it is a the, the beautiful silver lining of this disease is that it is a dose oriented disease. Okay. So what that means is that you put that mask on and it's still flying around you. It's on your this and your that, and you're yep. getting a little bit in your eye, wherever. You can't avoid it entirely, but you're essentially creating a micro dose of antiviral protection. So it's like a vaccine. So the hope for me is that like, I don't get sick often. I don't eat, I don't eat any dairy or rarely eat dairy or I try to stay away from dairy. Yeah. And when I do get a small whatever, like when I do get a, a flu or, or cold, it tends to be incredibly light because I, um, I, I, I don't have the dairy, but I travel so much and I get exposed to everything. I bet, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. And and so this disease has has reminded me that, you know, we were getting a little bit too loosey goosey. We were going everywhere, touching all the banisters, kissing, hugging, yep. blah, 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 blah. And. Uh, you know, we weren't ever wearing a mask. You go over to, to anywhere in Southeast Asia, they're wearing a mask. They're yeah, wearing a mask. Just everywhere. as their everyday so thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's their everyday thing. When my family and I, we just went to Japan for Christmas last year. Um, it was phenomenal. And we didn't wear masks. And our hosts, a local family, did wear masks. Right. And we never talked about it. It's like, that was our choice. We had our whole other perspective at the time. We don't wear masks. Yeah. But they did. And we respected them. They respected us. And so I don't judge people who don't want to wear one. But like last night I ordered food, for example, and this guy came to deliver the food and he was really heavy guy and he didn't have a mask on. And I was like, hold on a second. So I'm wearing a mask to receive my food from you, yeah. but you're not wearing a mask. And I, I, I wasn't judging it, but I wanted to get inside of his head. So he said to me, you know, well, you know, I just wear my mask when I deliver to elderly people. And I said to him, okay, well, that's, that's sort of, you're sort of there because elderly <laughs> people are more vulnerable. Yeah, for sure they are, yeah. But it's a little bit hopeless about this. Yeah, but the thing is a little bit, you know, not hopeless, but, but a little bit disconcerting about this dis disease is also that we don't know who's more vulnerable. We don't know. I watched one thing on Bill Maher one day where he had a, a nutritionist, uh, nutrition specialist on, and she said it has to do with what kinds of fat you process. Hmm in your body. She had a whole dissertation on that. So we're going to, it's going to take years and years to understand why would someone under 50, under 40, under 30 re respond badly to this disease, this right. disorder, uh, this disease. But, but so I said to him, I was like, you don't know though. Like, what if I have a thing, you know? And he was like, yeah, I guess. And I was like, we just don't know. And I was like, you know what, if you put on a paper mask and even kind of loose, like I sure. kind of pull mine a little bit, I said, you're going to get a microdose. You're going to develop um, an immunity to this disease, and you're going to keep everyone safe and yourself safe, you know? And he goes, he goes, I, when I wear a mask, it's to protect you, not, not to protect me. And I was like, okay, so right now you're not protecting me. <laughs> like, I just don't even understand. That. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, Sam, I, I traveled from that, uh, Cranbrook, BC to Regina. Okay. I started my travels with an N95 and a paper mask on my face at three o'clock. And I did not finish, including leaving the airport after renting a vehicle um, until midnight, Regina time. So that meant that I had a mask on, an N95, like- Yeah, really the heavy duty one, tight, yeah, yeah. Okay, for nine hours. Yeah. And you know what? I'm fine. I yeah. don't love it. Yeah. And every once in a while, I take like a little breath out and 
you know, I did get a drink at one point um, and a tiny cup of food. Uh, so maybe there was 15 minutes total that I didn't wear it. But you know what? I'm fine. And yeah. I could do that every day if I had to. Um, I don't feel that it compromised my my quality of life. I, I felt like a good citizen and I felt like I'm protecting myself and other people and and I'm fine with it. And like, I don't know, I just feel like I've traveled a lot in the world and God, travel's so important because, you know, it's not such a concession. People think it's their right and I don't wanna be political about it. And it's like, it's hammering my rights to my freedom. It's like, dude, you haven't seen what it looks like yeah. to not have your freedom. Yeah. You have no idea. Why don't you go up north even, or, you know, go visit it, go see what it's like to not have freedom, to be born at the beginning of the marathon and barely ever take a step. It's I, a minor just, inconvenience to not wear a mask. And yeah, dude, yeah. seriously, you know, and the thing is like, you end up missing out, like put your, put a, put a loose paper mask on and develop your immunity, go out, do things, go to know? a show. So, Go to a show! So I wanted to ask you, actually, how, how is this... I mean, because a lot of people I talk to on this show, I mean, it's all local, for the most part, Manitoba artists, and there's a lot of, you know, varying range of, of I guess, level of success. There's people just starting out, there's people who have been touring for years, and everyone's been impacted, like you said, by this in some way or another. How has this affected your ability to tour? Because, I mean, you know, province by province, the, the rules are different. Yeah, and though. again, again, it's that's the other thing, like, I sort of touched on it, when I was starting to rant, yeah. <laughs> everybody's got a different, you know, they're at a different stage in this. When I play, played Cranbrook last night, they haven't had COVID yet. Right. There was one guy who left the town and called back and said, Hey, I just tested positive for COVID, but no one in the town has ever had it. And huh. he didn't pass it on to anyone. So that's a place that is free of it, but it's a very, I love Cranbrook. It's um, it's a really special place. It's very beautiful. And the people have such an air of mindfulness and community about them. And, you know, I found it to be, like, quite conscious in how they approached the show. Um, it was only 50 people, uh, and people were at tables, and they were really spaced. And I, I noticed that the people at the front, smartly so, put their masks on. Because, yeah. you know what, I'm right there, and I, I was way more than six feet away from them. But I am singing, you know. I tend not to be very, you know, aerosol or spitty <laughs> when I sing. I'm yeah. not really quite like that. But, um, but I think good on them for doing that. And it... I have to say, you know, Sam, it was one of my favorite shows of my life. I'm not even kidding you. It was so freaking amazing. You know, they hadn't had a show in 202 days. Wow. The wonderful presenter got up to introduce me. He he broke down, you know, because there's it's so meaningful. Lost my footing. I keep on slipping up. Just kidding, sort of, oh can you hear? 
concerts that often believe it or not because i'm somebody who's on stage a lot sure. and i have kids so when i'm not on stage and i'm not performing i'm i'm with my family or i'm working from home uh, on my craft and so on and um you know when i go to a show it's a spiritual experience I, I i i don't even know how to describe it spiritual experience but i'm transported you know sure yeah and and and, and it really uh it's, tra it's tra transformative for me I, I i i can't believe when i watch people play i'm like wow do i do that <laughs> do, do, do I do I make people feel how I feel right now? Yeah. This is freaking amazing, you know. So, you know, I want to encourage people. I, I've had some friends say to me, oh, you know, Chantel, we're not going to come to the show. And I'm like, that's okay. But the reason they don't want to come is because they think that um, it's risky. But their kids are in school and they want to meet me at a restaurant later. Yeah. And the funny thing about that is that this is so much safer than not to put down restaurants because I think you can do that safely sure, sure. at your own risk as well. And I'm not at all judging anyone going to a restaurant. I personally don't want to go to a restaurant. I, I would rather order my food and, and you know, that's how I'm approaching it on the road, especially because I want to limit my exposure. Sure. So everybody has their own sort of cap, right? Like, well, I've done this. I don't want, you have to limit your, your movements, but I will say that um, this kind of experience coming to see my show, for example, if you wanted to, you could put your mask on, put your hands in your pockets, walk in, sit down, watch the show for an hour, and then uh, via a staggered exit, yeah. leave. Yeah. You don't have to touch anything or anyone if you so desire. The only thing that would touch is your butt in your seat. That's right, yeah. And you could probably bring a wipe and wipe that down if you wanted to, <laughs> and nobody would be offended. So, um, you know, you can order a drink. Yeah. I actually put the rule the sort of guidelines up on my instagram if anybody wants to check it out but it, it all the tables are far from each other too. yeah or yeah. in other in other locations in the country if i'm in a theater for example the um the the seating is like far apart from each other so that's not a, like a, i don't i don't think that a restaurant could compare to no. that kind of supervision so i actually think it's a great evening out and it's not long. And I think that it would just be for people who are, are feeling that like, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen live music or live show of any sort in a long time. I think it's a great opportunity. And I, my whole MO is it's not politics. It's, it's not meant to, to push my opinion on anyone, but I just want people to remember that if at the end of this, we haven't supported the arts and we haven't supported the venues who help people like yeah. me on our way up, um, you know, it's over. For we, sure, we can't for sure. come back from that. The rebuild is going to be, you know, it's going to be all in the government, which is another problem because the government has other problems that probably appear bigger. Yep. We're going to lose. Um, we're going to lose a lot. Uh, it's already happening. Venues are already closing and bands are breaking up and everything. Yeah. Sucks. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking. And yeah. I'm, I'm a lucky person because I'm an established artist. So it's, it's probably not ever going to break my career. Um, you know, and I, and I say that humbly, uh, 
and hopefully, you know, sure. but th that's the truth. It probably will not break me. But for other people starting out for whom that venue is serving uh, day in and day out, that's, that's a disaster. That's a tragedy. Yeah. You know, and people's very purposes um, and, and life forces are going to be, uh, you know, dismantled. And, and, and when that happens, it impacts the community. We, sure. we need we need music and we need that kind of connection. It's uh, it's something a little bit. I always think that it's something a little bit bigger than us, and that it is actually quite important. Well, I was going to ask you. Um, you know, at the level you are now, you know, you've, you've had a long career, you've had a successful career. How, how does it feel to play these kind of intimate shows again? Because it's probably been a while since you've been able to play a show with a small audience, kind of you know, in very close quarters like that. And you know, I started i I started in bigger venues. I. I some of my dates early on showcases and stuff were peppered with little ones, but I didn't do like this sort of, you know, touring thing and then get a record. I wasn't very known at all. Actually, right, I right. was just, I sent, I sent a song into a record company and, 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 you know, everything sort of happened. But I mean, throughout my career, uh, you know, I've, I've had opportunities to play at pretty much every type of venue I've played for, look, I've played at the forks for a hundred thousand people, sure, yeah. you know, with the hip in like whatever, 2004, or whatever I've played, you know, um, no, that was even earlier than that. Um, you know, where I've played tiny venues often for like really, you know, weird private performances. And I have played intimate venues. So, um, you know, the thing I'll tell you about that, Sam, is that every show is different and mm. takes on a life of its own. So, for example, my first show uh, on the island, uh, Vancouver Island, was like, wow, that was so touching. Okay. Then I played the same venue the next night, probably one of the worst shows I've ever played in my <laughs> life. And I'm going to go ahead and blame it on the fact that I made the, 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 the uh, terrible calculation, the terrible error of watching the, the presidential debate just before I walked on <laughs> Oh, stage. yeah, that'll do it. That yeah. was a Sam. That would do it. I mean, lesson learned. No, <laughs> I can't do that ever again. Yeah. So, um, although now we know we may not have another presidential That's true. <laughs> Depending what happens. Yeah, yeah. It might be the last one. Yeah. But anyway, so that was bad. And then last night, my third show of the tour, I went and played in Cranbrook. And like, dude, it was like magic. Yeah. It was it was spectacular. So um, something happens that we can't as artists necessarily uh, sort of control or predict. And I just I just try to go out there as prepared as possible um, and and do my best every time. And, you know, it's sort of like catching the light. Right. Yeah, you yeah. try to catch the light. And, and that's the narrative in my mind when I'm up there. And uh, man, did we catch some light last night. Was it last night? <laughs> no, it was, it was two nights two ago. Nights now. ago? Two okay. nights ago. So magic. Just so spectacular. What's it like for you to come back to Winnipeg and do shows like this? Well, I think it's different for me now than it used to be. Um, when I was younger, my, my brain was different, you know. Sure. Um, so, sorry, I have to. It's okay. And whoa, whoa, whoa I have to hide. Hold and accept. I have to decline a call from my father. <laughs> there you go. Shoot. I'm glad, I'm, glad, um, glad, I'm glad this is taking priority over your father. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, yeah, I am in the middle of a podcast. I yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> I could call him right after. I yeah, could yeah. call him right after. But anyway, um, so, so um, I used to be, like, freaked out. Um, but I, I think that I'm a different person now. Like, like I don't even think I have the brain, the same brain pathology. I don't. I don't think I have the same narrative. I don't think I'm the same person. Sure. I think we're always a new a new iteration of ourselves throughout our lives, our careers, and you know, 
I mean, uh, it'd take a lot to, to like, even a bad show, even a bad show in my hometown, I shake it off. I, I, I it just doesn't define me, you okay. know, um, so much other stuff defines me. And, and I, I think I've had enough experiences where, like, I, I know what I'm capable of. I know my potential. And I've, I've had so many impactful and magical experiences that um, that's always my goal. My goal is to sit down at the piano and, and, and murder it and, and, yeah. and have, a, have an amazing evening. Of course, I have a, a little extra desire to to connect in in a Winnipeg crowd, I have friends and family there, and people have followed my career on a, on, a, on an extra special sure. level, and and so it is a little bit more meaningful. But I think overall, Sam, it's just a lot more enjoyable for me now. I don't feel the same insecurities or, or stresses. I feel so much more confident, and I enjoy the process so much more. That's awesome. That's 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 a good place to be, and I think at this point to to not have to it worry is. about that. Yeah, for sure. It really is. Yeah. So are you, have you have you played the park before? Did you play the park last time you were here? We did. My husband, yeah, I think my husband and I played it. We loved it. Yeah, we it's just loved really cool it. venue. Yeah, and I remember leaving and and saying to Eric, the presenter there, like, um, you know, and that was a really special experience because it was for our film, blah blah blah. Yeah, blah. yeah. But like, I remember saying them to Eric when I was leaving. I was like, "Yo, I want to play at this venue. Like, I hope I come back." And he was like, "Oh, you know, that would be great." And at the, of course, at the time. I was thinking it's probably a little small for me to, to, to come back and play as a solo artist. Um, but you know what? Here we are. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's exactly what we need to do right now. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. And I, of course, I can't wait to come back and play venues like the Burton sure. again and, um, and, and who knows what else. But, you know, because I, I, I love so many venues in, in Winnipeg. Like, yeah. let's be real. It's, it's got a lot for the for the size of the city and uh, and so on. It's an it's an impressive, uh, you know, buffet of, of opportunities. It really is. And so, uh, heck, if, if I can, I'll, I'll come back and hit them all during all this. I, I would love to.
For me right now, it is not about the money. Um, I hope to I hope to break even on this tour, but um, for me, it's about um, you know. I get the cool thing about my life now, Sam, is that like during the day, I'm I'm on my my Zoom writing sessions. I'm working. I'm. It's almost like a work vacation in a weird way to yep. me. Um, and so my life kind of continues on, even though I'm on the road doing these performances. So, um, it's, it's really neat. Uh, of course I'm away from my family. Yeah. That's not um, right. No, but it's good too. I mean, think <laughs> of all the laundry I don't have to do right true, now. Just true, yeah, think yeah. about it, Sam. Yeah. Just think about it. No, but you know, this really is about, um, I sort of feel like on a selfish level, it's kind of about my sanity on several levels. And then on a meaning level, it is about community. It is about keeping music, live music and venues going and, sure. and showing people it can be done. You know, I mean, the whole tour except Winnipeg is sold out. And I haven't even I haven't even showed the other dates that are on the other half of the tour. I, it, everything is is selling out. So yeah, we that's can awesome. do this. Yeah. Well, with, with such a small I mean, because of the restrictions on, on, on audience size, you're obviously playing to a small crowd here in Winnipeg uh, on Tuesday, but if someone wants to hear what you're up to kind of hopefully after this, this all ends, what's the best way to find your latest music and things like that? You know, I keep mostly to Instagram in terms of like posting okay. and communicating with fans. I'm really good on my DM. If anyone wants to talk, if anyone's hurting, if anyone's uh, just wanting to bounce, bounce off, you know, ideas off of me or, or what they're thinking and feeling about all this or whatever. I'm really, really into that right now. Um, that community that we've created has has really sustained me as an individual a lot outside of, of course, my amazing family and so on during yeah. COVID. Um, every day at four o'clock for the first few months, uh, rain or shine, I I did a, 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 a you know, a live on Instagram and I love that it brought, you know, people together from around the world yeah. um, to support each other. A lot of people made friends they never knew they were going to make. And, of course, we had a lot of fun. And I always played uh, a couple of songs. Um, and, uh, you know, I also have ChantelCarviazic.com on which, um, you know, tour dates are, are, you know, there's always something we're putting up there, too. So, um yeah, I mean, I sometimes I'm not a big Facebook. I don't, I'm not a fan of Facebook, but I yeah. do know and respect that a lot of people are there. I just 
I just am super discouraged by the echo chamber there. And so, or echo chambers there. So I try to stay off of, I try to really stay off of it. And I, I, I try to just, you know, post something that's like either not neutral, but you know, maybe something that has more to do with like, Hey, I'm doing this or I'm doing that. So Okay. And I do have a Twitter account. That's where I get angry. <laughs> yeah, no, Pay I'm no just... attention if you don't want to see me my raging, my rageful side. <laughs> I think that's what everyone's Twitter account is for, right? Just to <laughs> get angry and, and yell at uh, politicians or celebrities. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Well, I, I have no doubt you're going to sell out the show in Winnipeg because, you know, it's a, it's a hometown show and uh, people are, like you said, kind of aching to get out and, and see live music. And, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, you, you can make a make a return back here. And then once things have changed, hopefully yeah, if they change keep, <laughs> with COVID. And yeah, then... and just keep, I'll just keep playing everywhere you guys ask me to play. But, you know, I want to just like in sort of on the way out here, I know yeah. we're hanging up and I, I just I just want to thank you, Sam, for doing this interview. And yeah, no problem. I want to I want to encourage everybody that. Um, I love you and I'm, I, I love me. I don't want, you know, I'm a mom of three. I don't want to get sick. Yep. Uh, I don't want you to get sick. I'm taking precautions in my day-to-day m- movements, um, you know, out of respect, not only for myself, but for you and, and listen, everybody, all these presenters, um, you know, they're following very, very strict gu- guidelines. Um, we have your health and your safety uh, um, as our first, our first uh, priority right now.
Baby